Welcome back folks to episode 93 of 2 Minutes for Chatting and it has been a, a little while since we've recorded. I think it was start of December was it? Uh, or maybe mid-December when we were last, yeah. last on but uh, since that the clan have been playing and then not playing and then back playing again and uh, I think one of the main Main things was the lack of crowds, but thankfully this weekend, uh, the full support, I'll be back in the arena and just in time to see the team really on a roll, depending on how you want to spell roll. We inside inside joke there for anybody that follows us on social media. Um, But no, it's been been good form recently uh, and obviously... A few weeks ago, the team maybe struggled a wee bit, but picking up now and showing some some promising signs. Yeah, four four wins in a row now. So that's you know we've really kind of turned that around. Um, to be fair, I think it was after so the Nottingham game where we lost five two, and Malcolm Cameron came out and basically just uh, said that he was in the market for new players and. You know, at that point, at that point, you're kind of thinking, you're thinking the worst really for for team morale and stuff like that. But you know, credit to him and credit to the players have they've turned it around since then. Um, and you know, beating teams like Belfast um, and Nottingham and Nottingham as well. Uh, you know, those wins in particular, they're they're two standouts that you know a few weeks ago we we wouldn't have won. Yeah, it's a it's a good point about the Malcolm Cameron thing because when you go back to that, uh, it was it was really a low point. Um we had beaten Manchester I think and also somehow managed to, to win against Guildford, their arch enemy. <laughs> <laughs> but before that point we were really struggling for results and I think in particular one of the main things that annoyed the coach was our lack of consistency for the full game. Uh, it was it kind of sounded a bit like a broken record, saying that we played well for 20 minutes or we played well for 40 minutes, uh, and you know we'd we'd have a lead or be tied with a team, and mm. then we'd we'd go on to lose those games, and it was a bit of a shock to hear him say that, although we know he's quite an honest guy. Just the way he was coming out and saying, "Look, we will basically we will be making changes," and since that point, I don't think any changes have been made, other than the the real turnaround in results. Uh, yeah. You you know we've still still conceded our fair share of goals, which is something we'll probably come on to. But we've we've been scoring a lot more. Um, because I think part of that was him saying we're not a team that scores a lot, which was true. Uh, but that's picked up, and you know statistically we've got a couple of guys who are um, who have turned their the first half of their season around really. Um, but then at the same time you've got a, a group of players who are kind of have been the ones that have. I've kept his in games and, and they're still doing it and from that I mean uh, the goaltender and uh, a couple of the forwards specifically who we'll mention but it's kind of been the same guys but at the same time we've just managed to become a, a bit more solid defensively yeah I think so because um, the the Manchester game a wee while ago we won 3-1 at home Um I was I was at that game and although we won it, it didn't feel like we played particularly well. It was just a, a scrappy game, um, and I guess probably deserved the win overall. But wasn't really overwhelmed with, with how we were playing. You know, passing's been pretty slack. Um, quite a few defensive errors as well from um, Bookaboom. Saul and Shoop, I think, on occasion. And then several forwards were making errors as well. Transition was kind of poor. Not really creating enough chances. Um, and all it was kind of going through 
my head certainly from that point and I think that kind of continued to the Belfast game that we were both at was just if Matthew Wah got injured we're absolutely humped for scorers yeah yeah you're right um, I've, I've actually been looking at that a little bit uh, and, and now you mention it he is I believe now 10th 10th in points in the league with 25 points from 22 games, 15 of which are goals. And we always said coming into the season that we know how good he can be. But I think, obviously, he had his injury troubles last last time he's with us. But he's he's been consistent and he's scoring, well, as you can see, more than a point a game, which is so important because when you go further down the list, hey... Colton Yellowhorn is exactly a point a game, 22 points, albeit 18 of those are assists. And then Nolan Laporte, who's the other one who's kind of picked up recently, uh, 16 points from 19 games with nine goals. But after that, it's it's a fair drop um, and you start getting into the sort of goal-scoring defenseman, I guess. Uh, But those three, I think, were playing on the same line for a good few games in a row, and that may have changed now. Uh, but it, it is one thing that I would say we're lacking, and that's real depth in in scoring. You look at guys like Jamie Crooks, who I think everyone has agreed has really struggled this year, would be the kind of player that you'd expect to be much further up the scoring charts. Um and that was that was part of it when we weren't when we were conceding too much we just weren't getting that secondary scoring. Yeah, um, you know you you probably look at a number of forwards really um, that I don't think have contributed enough in terms of goal scoring, uh, and I think that's kind of what Malcolm Cameron was alluding to um, when he was when he's talking about looking looking to make changes. I do think. Um, you know, going back to Matthew Wah, I think he looks a lot sharper this time. You know, I I don't know. I think when we had him before, I think the season before that, he maybe didn't play a lot either. And we were thinking, oh, that like that's good. He's had like, the best part of a year out to kind of yep. recover and come back. And then obviously, it just you know, he was uh, hampered with injuries that season but this this time out he looks a lot I don't know it just it, it, it seems as if he, he looks fitter than what he was yeah um, so I don't know it's difficult to kind of measure that I guess but um, it's definitely clicking for him this time yeah I would agree and he's he's obviously playing with confidence um, mm-hmm. for somebody who has been a, a renowned scorer in the league when he's been here with various teams. Um, these kind of guys like to know that they're they're contributing to the team. So I think maybe the first season with us, he, he struggled a bit knowing that he was possibly one of the guys relied upon to produce points and he wasn't getting the chances, be that through injury or just, you know, how the team was playing. Um, mm-hmm. But he's able to do that now and, and I think he's really become the, the talisman at the moment for this season and it'll be difficult for him to, I would say, continue this form given how much other teams will be trying to shut that that down but I think if he does continue this form then it'll, it'll give us a real good chance to beat a lot of the teams um, and you combine that with the form of the, the goaltender who will just come on to uh, they're really they're really the ones that that we have to keep in form, if that's possible. Oh yeah, I, I think without Starrett, we would be we would be down where Fife is, if not potentially even worse. Because um, we've not we've not really played well at all uh, until recently. Um, but I don't doubt that that Starrett's, you know, you know, one won his games as well, if that makes sense. So 
Yeah, he de- um, he, he definitely has. Uh, yeah, it, it's difficult to rely on him all the time, though, which is yes, <laughs> which that's is kind of thing. what we've been notorious for in the past. Yeah, it's, signing it's, goalies, but it's kind of making my prediction look a bit embarrassing, uh, which is good because I I wanted that. I think at the same time, I maybe thought if we've got another goaltender who's just going to be facing that many shots again, can he really, can he be as, as good as he's been? I didn't think he would be as good as he has. Um, but, you know, statistically, I think he is uh, the fourth or fifth best best in the league at the moment based on, you know, a reasonable amount of games played. Um, our goals against is still quite high um, and you know last uh, last weekend in Nottingham he, he was very close to that first shutout uh, which seems mm. to kind of haunt clan goalies that, that long run for a shutout I don't think he'll really mind that but yes can he keep it going I think he's definitely got the ability to do it um, but you're always fearful of either injury or, or a loss of form and as you said, without that we could really be struggling but I guess you've just got to think positively and the way it's going just now, he's he's really made a huge difference to the team Yeah, definitely he has um, and kind of tying into that, I think when we'd seen the team that Malcolm Cameron had put together we were, um, you know, I, I think we both thought that the defence was going to be like, I don't know I was going to say incredible but that's that's maybe a stretch but like if, <laughs> that like, word was maybe used at one point <laughs> yeah probably um, but you know when you look at it you know certainly some guys are, are performing better than others I would say um, on the whole uh, and can I you do kind of worry as well about how many minutes certain guys are playing as well. You seem to see the same the same guys out all the time. You never you never really see too much of. And I know I'm going to go and talk about forwards here, but Harry Ferguson and Jordan Boyce, you don't really see them a lot in the game, and I think that's kind of a shame because you know they're they're both kind of well established now in the league, and I think they can put in a shift. Um, but you know I don't know it's just obviously Malcolm Cameron doesn't uh, or maybe just uh, trust trust the other guys more over them at this point but I do think that they can do a job and then in defence again kind of similar with Rhys Cochran don't think I've seen him too much but certainly seen a lot more of Liam Stenton recently yeah I think I think Stenton at the moment is is ahead of Reese Cochran, certainly in Malcolm Cameron's eyes. I think we said that even in the off season. I think we were kind of yeah, we did. I think a we bit wanted, surprised. I think we wanted Stenton to to be the permanent sign. I think I remember from the interview after the weekend because obviously he got his first professional goal, which was great, and it was a good goal. Uh, mm. I think he maybe mentioned being. A, at college or some kind of education so I don't know if that ties yeah. into his uh, contract situation which is understandable but yes when he's been available he's been in and he's trusted um, with Ferguson I'm sure recently Malcolm Cameron also said that he was impressed with Harry Ferguson but Buesa I mean I don't know if the games that I've been at I, I'm not even sure I've, I've seen him for a shift uh, which from his point of view will disappoint him because he has he did play quite a lot with Fife last time um, mm. and you know he, he can he definitely can bring something but I think whether whether it's the, the style of our play that Malcolm Cameron just doesn't doesn't feel he can put these guys in is a shame but uh, from their point of view I guess they've just got to do the best they can with the chances they get. Yeah, because even um, you know, looking at, at imports as well, and we've seen um, 
We've seen O'Brien and uh, and Crooks sort of swapping about from time to time, but recently it's been it's been all all O'Brien that we're that we're missing. Uh, as a sort of spare import. So you kinda of wonder what's what's happening there. Um as well. And I know uh, we kinda of touched on Jamie Crooks there, so kinda of maybe go into that, but um so is he still two two points from however many games it is now he's played? Yeah, he's played uh Quinn O'Brien's played fourteen games and he's got a one goal and Crooks has played eighteen games, got one goal and one assist. Uh, mm. which is just you know, it's not it's not really good enough from from his point of view. I know you can say that the other guys he's he's been playing with maybe aren't giving him the sort of services used to, and that's that's true. I think in the past with Guilford, he's he's been on, he's played with guys who've given him a lot of chances, and he's not, he's definitely not a playmaker. He's he's a goal scorer. Uh, but again, perhaps the fact that he is getting in that lineup consistently is because Malcolm Cameron's happy with what he's doing defensively, which is fine because overall, I guess we are a bit more of a defensive team this year. Um, but you've got to expect a, a wee bit more, I think, especially to back up that top line. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point, actually. It is. Um, it's something I didn't even really think about. Um, yeah, is that kind of, I guess, out and out goal scorer and we're not, we're not really creating chances? Um so that is probably to his detriment, but um, but yeah, as you say as well, he's he's been selected, um, so there's obviously something there. But you know, going back to that interview, and uh, just from what from what Malcolm Cameron was saying, the only I don't know. I mean, you could probably look at other other players as well, but just Jamie Crooks and Connor Bryan were the two really that stood out. To me, is ones that were probably looking to to upgrade on. Um, if we're being frank about it, just purely on a basis that because of Jamie Crooks's past, you would you would have expected him to come in and hit the ground running, and uh, you know perhaps beyond that top line or uh, you know contributing in that in that way, and it's just not really worked out. So. You, you, you kind of look at maybe, you know, funding that could that could potentially be available there. It's just I don't know. It's, it's difficult, obviously, but I would expect he would be on a greater wage than what Conor Bryan is on. Um, so if you, you know, if we change him, then you know you're maybe not getting as, as big a caliber of player. But you know, this is kind of. I guess this is why we're not like we're not recording this every week because this is maybe a point for a couple of weeks ago. Because now you would look at it and go, "Well, we're winning, so why why change it now?" Yeah, it's true. It is true. Uh, and and the main thing financially is that we know that we've not got as much money to spend on a team as we have in previous years. That's just um, a fact. Uh, so you know, guys like. Um, Colin Campbell and Guillaume Gauthier both not produced really a lot of points recently um, mm. and Rodney Southam is, a, is another one you, you wouldn't have expected him to be a point producer but perhaps when the likes of Jamie Crooks is playing with these guys then it is a lot harder from, from the games that we've seen our goals come from sort of almost opportune moments at times. We're not yeah. uh, we're not always uh, putting a lot of pressure in teams and spending minutes in uh, in the zone. If if anything, we're soaking up pressure and then sort of counter attacking on teams. So it is it is difficult to score in general, uh, but possibly the guys that are producing at the moment that's that's more of their style 
Um, so it's it, it's hard, and a four-game winning run is great, and I think there's every chance that will continue. So maybe maybe that will pick up, and you don't you don't want to be too harsh. But I suppose you're just always looking for those small improvements. But that's probably the coach's job, not ours. As <laughs> <laughs> no other. Yeah. In fact, he's he's just actually off the phone to me before we came on air. Right. Um, he said, "Going to take a look at some of the stats and give me a shout who you think we should, um, who we should replace." So I did. I started doing it, and I thought it's a bit of a shame to come on air and start um, giving my thoughts so publicly. So I'll keep them in, but I'll I'll tell Malcolm what I was thinking. Hey, <laughs> actually. Sorry, when you go. No, I, I was just going to go back to talking about games that we were at. Obviously, for a good few weeks, um, we've been at reduced crowds due to COVID guidelines. There was obviously a number of games that we've had to postpone that will catch up with us later in the season. I think not having a home crowd was did have a big impact. And obviously the rules meant that Essentially, if one or two players had tested positive, then the whole team needed to to isolate. So that did affect us. How much of an impact do you think the the home crowd thing is having? Because you could argue that we saw a good, pretty good performance against Belfast with only 200 people, but I think it's got to have a bit of an impact, certainly. Um, I think it will. I think it will have an impact, but. I think we've won was it three out of five home games that are reduced reduced capacity. Um so I wouldn't say that's like a I wouldn't say that's like a factor in in us not doing well. I think we have um you know, I think we've we've done well from those games and you kinda need to I don't know, it's maybe a bit more difficult to <clears throat> to some motivate yourself. Um in those games with the lack of crowd, um, considering every away game pretty much that you go to um, does have full crowds and um, you know the kind of different rules that there are for Scottish clubs, um, and really that's kind of it's kind of it's an unfortunate scenario really we we because it's the Scottish clubs um, and the kind of the kind of difference in, in running costs and budget and all that kind of thing between Scottish clubs and um, clubs in the rest of the league. Obviously, in particular, Dundee and Fife, uh, who, you know, kind of rely on um, rely on income from, from these games. Uh, and I think, you know, it's pretty public now as well that, that we do uh, as well. So, it's, yeah, it's kind of worrying, worrying uh, circumstances. So hopefully, you know, after the, after we open up now, hopefully that's it, and there's no more, uh, you know, there's no more restrictions for for games going forward because we can't really afford to be doing that. No, I I think the impression everyone was given from Gareth Chalmers was that there was a, you know, it would have been in all honesty, a bit of trouble for the club if that continued without any kind of financial backing. And you do understand that with the difference between 1,800, 2,000 fans uh, paying for tickets and merchandise and food and whatever else, uh, especially now that the club actually runs the arena. So, yeah, it is, it is good to have that back. And um, if there were any kind of doubts about whether we would be able to continue. I think they're probably uh, dispelled now and just going forward uh, I think for the rest of the season I can't see any way that there's going to be any more restrictions brought in but you you do never know uh, but I think for sure we will be a better team overall with that, that full crowd but it has meant Finally, after what twelve years, a webcast has finally appeared. 
from the bushes. Um, and that is great for, I think, basically every party. Um, but it's another another income stream. I think the main thing has to be away fans. Um, I, I yeah. understand that it's been... Neil Black has clearly not wanted to do it for so long, and he's he's got his reasons, but it's just, if nothing else, it's just a modern sports team thing to have it as well. Yeah, I mean, every other club in the league, even like even Nottingham started doing them. Yeah, I think actually Guildford is, it... is the only one who doesn't. Unless oh, they, do they not? Started. Yeah. I think Guildford's maybe the only one who don't. Yeah. But that's mm. fine, because we don't want to watch clan play against Gilbert anyway. <laughs> well, no. Uh, that's true. No, that's, that is interesting, though. I do think, um, yeah, I mean, it just kind of makes sense. Really, I mean, yeah, for, for those games, for the reduced capacity, obviously you had um, season ticket holders with, um, you know, free free passes to those games. Um but yeah, it's, it's it's mainly for, to me, even now, uh, with cr- crowds back in, it's just, yeah, it's for it's for away fans, it's for fans uh, or families of players, that kind of thing, obviously, they're uh, charging quite a bit of money. Um, but just like, I don't know, in general though, I, I feel like there would be an appeal there um, from from even, you know, kind of North America and, and that kind of thing as well. So I, I do think it, it makes sense to do. Um, and obviously there's there's games that are going to be sellouts. We've kind of talked about that before as well. But in particular for sellout games, why wouldn't you do a, a webcast? It just yeah, yeah. It seems like a missed opportunity really, but yeah, hopefully I mean, now. When you mention... Um fans from kind of across the world it, it would be interesting if they've, I don't know if they will have done that but sort of done some kind of statistics on where, where their viewers are coming from and I bet there will be a number of viewers from places that you probably wouldn't originally have thought of um, when you're trying to assess the the benefits of a webcast and they should like have came to us <laughs> yeah Exactly, you've got listeners in um, listeners in uh, North America, yeah, big in Ohio. This podcast, apparently, um, there might be there might be viewers in Australia, Africa, Russia, everywhere. Who knows? But uh, and as you said, players, players, families, just kind of generally keeping people up to date and and getting a grip of what happens because, like, Twitter and. Uh, highlights are are good, but um, you know, seeing the, seeing the real thing live when you can't be there in person is is the the best alternative. I think has to be. Yeah. Um, just on the past few games, then the ones in in recent memory, I think we we both were at the uh, Belfast game last Wednesday. Um, and going into it, I think I was not confident, really. And that was a mixture of our previous form. Uh, although we had picked up a win in Dundee the night before. Uh, sorry, the weekend before. Uh, but Belfast, I think, were on a 12 or 13 game winning streak. Yeah, at that point. You they know, were on they, really good form, yeah. They were really flying. Um, and I... I thought once once the first goal went in, I thought it was just going to be a bit of a procession, but actually we stuck in really well. Um, second period was a bit of a a defensive masterclass, let's just say. <laughs> uh, but then the power play, which recently has been excellent, kind of clicked into gear, a, a five-on-three goal. Um and then in that sort of the second part of that third period, I thought we we really played well, and Belfast were were on the back foot from that point. Yeah, they were. Um, I thought 
on the whole, I thought we looked quite strong defensively, which is, um, you know, was a contrast to the game the week before. Um, that was that you know, players throwing throwing themselves in front of the puck. Um, yeah, it, it kind of felt like a, a different team almost. It was like everybody was buying in and, uh, you know, everybody was chipping in to, to kind of stop stop Belfast and uh, you know we kind of spoke about them at the game but the likes of Conway and Pickinich and Goodwin etc were kind of kept under wraps for the majority of the time I know Goodwin scored but um, other than that I didn't think they um, you know they, they had their moments and obviously they did hit the woodwork a couple of times but um yeah, other than that, they were they were fairly quiet. I thought in the game, and that's kind of credit to to us and how we how we played. Um, they, they definitely had us under pressure, didn't they, from a possession point of view? But we, oh, as they we did both that. commented on, there were a lot of block shots, a lot of um, guys getting in the way of of shots that would otherwise be be goal bound, and I think we did limit them to. Uh, you know, stuff that we, shots that we couldn't block were all um, fairly comfortable for Shane Starrett. You know, he wasn't having to make a lot of exceptional saves. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the chances we did get, which were few and far between for the majority of the game, uh, you know, we took them. And that's kind of been a bit of the story of this upturn in form, I think. Uh, you know, that, that sort of continued into the, the game on Saturday, judging from the highlights, because we weren't actually at it. Uh, you know, we played played well, were quite comfortable for a period, and then uh, let the other team back into it, let Manchester back into it. Mm. And that that's maybe the... That's possibly the worry for the coach still, that we're not able to kill games off. Um and Manchester, albeit I think we've got an overall winning record against them, um, they're one of the teams in and around us that are, are fighting for those same kind of places. Uh, and thankfully that power play again, which I think is running at, at the moment third best in the league, 24.5%. Two more power play goals, which is nice. good. Um, and obviously that, that Liam Stenton goal, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, just, just maybe conceding too many. Yeah, um, no, it's a good point about the power play. Um, I can't honestly remember the last time we had a good, a good power play or a good set of special teams units. Because um, that's that's something as well that we kind of come up against in, in that Belfast game is the um, you know, being on the penalty kill for for quite a bit, especially towards the end of the game as well, but. Um, no, just like defending solidly on on the penalty kill, and then um, you know power play is really starting to click now, uh, which is which is good to see. And um, yeah, I guess kind of what you were saying as well. Like, um, I guess the one thing is that you know you'd maybe look to to kill some teams off and um, so alleviate some of the the pressure that comes towards the end of games, but. Um, I'll take I'll take the wins for now. Obviously, we can we can work on on those things as we go as well. Yeah, you've got to you've got to just take the wins at the moment. Um, and the thing with that is that uh, the sort of cliche about winning winning builds confidence, and it obviously does with this team. Uh, then going down to Nottingham on the Sunday and a, a two-one win, which is a not really something you would associate with this team. Uh, but again, two power play goals. Mitch Jones, I just wanted to highlight him, I think. Yeah. He's made a a big difference because he's given us that sort of point scoring from defence that possibly we lacked. Um, but, you know, I, I think other than his... I think it was him that was called for the penalty with a couple of minutes to go that Nottingham scored on. Um, 
but apart from that, from what I've seen, very impressed. Um, and again, I think a good performance going to a difficult, a difficult arena, and that's that's really pushed us pushed us up the league. It's funny that because everybody's so tight down at that um, bottom half, one win can sort of shoot you up quite a few places. Yeah, it's just obviously the way it's worked out with whereas starting late and COVID protocols and then ice problems at Coventry as well. I didn't actually realise that um, Coventry had played less games than us. I thought, I just assumed that we were always going to be the ones with the least the least amount of games and then you've got um, Cardiff are winding down their season, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of weird though like, the whole thing has been weird um, and it's difficult to kind of gauge really where teams are because a lot of it's just so, it's kind of form based as well but it's difficult to really pinpoint where teams are going to finish at the end of the season um, and Mitch Jones yeah I've been been really impressed with him uh, since he's come in definitely I mean Definitely an upgrade, I would say, on on Medric Mercy. I'm not to, I don't think Mercy was bad. I just mean like in terms of what he's contributed to Mitch Jones's, you know, point of game, pretty much. Yeah, um, he's one of those. Sorry, he's one of those players that always something always seems to happen when he's on the ice. Aye, true. Um, racking up a, a fair few penalty minutes as well, but. Um, no, he's been he's been really impressive since he's since he's come in, um, and yeah, very, he definitely deserves that recognition. Yeah, very hard shot. Yeah, um, I'm starting to see that more now with players. Yeah, his goal his goal against Nottingham was excellent. Anyway, yeah, a huge a huge shot, and that's one of the things he gives us. Because um, who was it? Was it uh, was it Miko Vinen? He had a couple of, a couple of raspers against yeah. Belfast, didn't he? Yeah. And then Yellowhorn have seen seen his shot as well. So yeah. I think you know, that was kind of something that was said about every player, I think, when they signed. Yeah, they all had an NHL <laughs> caliber shot, yeah. And now we're starting to see it from some players, so that's nice. Starting to see it. Um and going into the games ahead uh, we are actually sitting in 6th position and I would say from from Nottingham in 4th down, Nottingham being uh, 27 points we're on 22 with 4 games in hand you know that's arguably in, the, in this form we can we can catch them but obviously the, the top 3 are out out in their own mini league, if you like, at the moment. Uh, but yeah. with, with Coventry so far behind in games played, only one game behind us. But uh, at the moment, we are. Um, those are the those are the important games uh, to try and pick up points in that second half race and get a bit of a a decent seeding because you you basically want to avoid that top three at the moment in the playoffs. I think just on current form, Fife will seriously struggle to to make it off the bottom. Now that I've said that they'll probably go on a huge run, but um Win I out. think I think they're they're the only one that are really struggling at the moment to pick up anything. I think between the rest it's sort of Whoever finds that consistency, and thankfully at the moment it is us. Yeah, agreed. Um, you obviously want to be as, as high up the table as you as you can. I think finding that finding that sweet spot, this uh, fourth fifth place, because really, I like yeah, as you say, you you do you you just want to avoid teams like Sheffield, Cardiff, and Belfast really. Um. You know, Nottingham and Guildford obviously are are there or thereabouts as as well with us. Um, so it'll be a 
I think yeah, I think it'll probably come down to to those three teams for um, you know, kind of battling out for those those two positions really. Um and then after that, yeah, it's kinda again it's difficult because the the amount of games that the other teams have played. So Guildford have played twenty seven, so we're what, five games better off? Than they are, yeah. and we're only a point nine. So, I think we can start. Like, I think we can start to kind of maybe look up a bit. Um, <clears throat> but obviously we've got you know we've got a few games against Sheffield coming up that are going to be, uh, you know, really difficult to to take anything from. Um, yeah, but just we'll see. Just before we we actually go into those games, Guildford are a funny one. We always seem to talk about them some point in each episode <laughs> uh, but they started really well this season like they were one of the top teams and then recently they've uh, been on a really bad losing run I think they're uh, they possibly won a game a leg in the Challenge Cup recently and then won up in Fife but before that they were on um, a kind of huge uh, run of defeats, which was kind of unlikely at the time. But it, it does show that even these good teams or perceived good teams can go on a run like that. So perhaps this is the year that we finally uh, rein Guildford in and get their number. But that's... <laughs> Still hopefully. remains to be seen, but they're in inner sights anyway, that's for sure. Yeah, hopefully. Um well we've played them twice, won one and lost one. Yeah. Uh, which is a great record for us, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I didn't actually realise how bad how bad they've been recently. Yeah. As well. Um but you know, kinda of looking at it there. Yeah, it's not it's not a great run. Some games are Worse than others, you know. They have so they have lost a lot, a lot of games by one goal as well. Yeah. Um. So again, it's maybe just about try try to find some consistency there, and I don't know, maybe about like seeing games out better, or uh, maybe a bit of what we were having, like playing the whole sixty minutes sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, because they've never not really been a team that struggled for scoring. Um, no. So we'll see, but I'm kind of hopeful that we'll. This might be our our good season against them. Uh, so, as you said, going into this week and beyond, we do have uh, games against Sheffield. Then the aforementioned Guildford at home. Sheffield game away midweek tomorrow actually. Um, and then Manchester on Sunday and Sheffield firstly as you've said I think they only suffered their first road defeat at the weekend against Dundee which is an incredible start they've just been really really very good picking up so many wins Um, they are joint top of the table with Cardiff but they've got four games in hand Um, and just looking at the the performance of some of their players, uh, you've got Mark Olivier Valorant who's on thirty six points from twenty three games, um, which is just you know such a danger man. Uh, but Malcolm Cameron kind of strikes me as a very tactical guy and. You know, I think he'll be looking at guys like Valorant and that's who we've got to shut down in this game. Um, we had quite a close one up there a few weeks ago, didn't we? Or maybe it was a bit longer than that. But, uh, you know, you never know. If, if we manage to, to stop these guys and do our, the thing that we do and get the odd goal on the on the break, then you never know. But for me, it's it's going to be very tricky. Albeit Dundee showed how it's done at the weekend. Yeah, um, not will be, but I think 
you know, we'll we'll make it a hard for them. I think that's kind of what Malcolm Cameron was looking to looking to install in the team, and I think we're starting to see that now. Um, so it, I don't think it'll be easy for them. Uh, certainly, given my game, I think it will be quite close that one. Um, of course, I haven't said that now though. The win six 0 Now that I've said that, but uh, no, nah, I do. I, I do genuinely think that it'll be a close. It'll be a close game. I don't think it'll be uh, <clears throat> as easy as maybe some some other folk might think. Um, but they will be looking to bounce back, so need to have that bear that in mind. Yeah, it's by it's by far or. It's by far going to be the toughest game so far. And I think you'd said it, it will be a good gauge of of where this team have got to because albeit we're in a four-game winning run, it can easily be come crashing back down to earth with a, a defeat there. But uh, you really do never know. But realistically, I think we've got to be looking at the two, two games at the weekend. Um, and I'm... I'm going to target, I'm going to target four points from those. I don't think that's completely unrealistic at the moment. No, I would agree. I think if we sort of continue the way we've been going, I think um, I don't see any reason why we why we couldn't get four points from those games. I don't I don't think we'll take anything from Sheffield, but I think it will be close. Yeah, and our, our Manchester, um, I think we've played. Possibly twice down there, we've won one and lost one, and it it, it can be difficult. Um, but I think knowing that recently we've we've been able to beat them, albeit at times on the back foot, I think we'll go in there and and hopefully pick up two points. Guildford, yeah, they've they've not been great recently, but we know what it's what it's like against them. Um, albeit we did get that historic home win against them. A few weeks ago, so those kind of things make a difference, and obviously the full crowd being back, I don't think there'll be any lack of motivation that night. I think we'll come out very strong, and I do see us getting two points there, which I'm kind of laughing because <laughs> the past few years there's the the lack of confidence against them is huge, but now yeah, I'm I'm quite confident this time. Back in you backing us for a four point weekend. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna give us a four point weekend and a a, a four out of six, four out of six week. Because like you, I think it'll be um, a defeat in Sheffield. Because bear in mind as well, they're obviously looking to that that league title, and I think Cardiff and Belfast recently have just not had the same consistency, but. They'll be looking to us for a favour, and you never, you never know if we, if we do get anything from there, then sky's the limit. But <laughs> I can't, I can't see it, unfortunately. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think four, four from six, um, and I'll definitely take that anyway. Yes, um, absolutely. That would be a ten from. 10 from the last 12 so given yeah, if, if you'd have cool. said if you'd have been watching that Malcolm Cameron interview and said we've gone from looking to change 10 players to uh, 10 from 12 points possibly then I'd have said that you're joking but we have actually done it um, incredible it really Tough, is uh, Tough weekend for Fife coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, a disgusting week for Fife. Um, (laughs) They they have... That is a very tough weekend for any any team. The way those fixtures have worked out, just from a travel and opposition point of view. I think that the, the one thing that they might look at is they have been playing quite a lot of games against um, the sort of upper half of the league I think just from memory mm. uh, 
you know, we've not played them recently. I don't think they've played Dundee recently either. They they did obviously play Coventry, but you know, looking at that weekend there, Sheffield, sorry, Cardiff away, Sheffield away, Sheffield at home. In all honesty, they're they're probably not going to get anything from that, and then it really does put a lot of pressure on the next games. Um, but they've just, you know, they've not been good enough. Even Shane Owen's not really been able to to stop the onslaught in some of the games. The amount of goals they've been conceding. Yeah, there's only so much really that you can do in that in that position, really. Um, if you're Shane Owen. It's just kind of unfortunate. We do. We do need like we need a strong, a strong five team uh, in the league. It's good for competition. But that that kind of goes without saying, really, for for all the clubs. But yeah, you look at this weekend. It's hard to see them taking anything anywhere, really. Um, be amazed if they scored. No, I'm joking. But it is that kind of it is that kind of weekend though? I think. Yeah. We just. You know, they look to kind of obviously do what they can, maybe spring a surprise, but you know, yeah. maybe they're looking further down the line. Yeah, they're they're seven points off the playoff positions at the moment, so even that is six point weekend. So I'd have to claw back, yeah, a six point weekend, and you're still you're still possibly right at the bottom of the league. It's a scary prospect. Um, you know, as you said, I don't, I don't want teams to be going out and losing absolutely every weekend. But I think it must be getting frustrating for the coach and fans, obviously, that something needs to change there. And what that is, I'm not, not really sure. Um, mm-hmm. Other other teams around us, a uh, Coventry Guildford is quite a big game. They are both both close. Um, and then Coventry go to Belfast for a double header, which is a mm. tough, a really tough ask again for them. Um, so I guess obviously it would help if they didn't pick up any points in those games. Uh, you've got Cardiff with Fife, Nottingham, potential for four points. Uh, so I can see I can see goals in the games that's for sure <laughs> I can see at yeah. least one goal in at least one of the games well that's good people are getting their money's worth in yeah what do you if you were we're going for quick predictions then let's go for um, Friday night Coventry Guildford and then Cardiff Fife I'll go Coventry overtime and Cardiff to win 4-1 Quite specific I'm going to go Coventry regulation Cardiff will win mm, I think it might be a wee bit closer than, than that I'll go I'll go, I'll go. go 3-2 Cardiff um, right, We've cover, covered ourselves obviously Sheffield 5 could be a high scoring affair mm. Yeah, the it's home good. team I'll go. I'll go five two. Sheffield. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Four. I'll go four one. Um. Dundee who are picking up a bit again. Dundee against Manchester. That'll be a. That'll be a tasty. Tasty affair. That's a tough one to call that. I think. Um. Yeah, I think Dundee have beaten Manchester recently at home, which is the only reason I would. Yeah, I would put them as favourites there, um, and Manchester's away record hasn't been really too much to shout about. No, um, yeah, I, I would probably go with Dundee there. I think home home ice advantage is a cla- classic scene. Yep, agreed. Um, Cardiff Nottingham. Oh. Obviously, Nottingham, interestingly, parting company with Tim Wallace. 
mm. a few weeks ago, um, whether or not he was to blame for the results, I'm not so sure. But I don't, I don't think they've particularly had too much of um, of a pick up from doing that. Uh, I just think they're struggling from inconsistency again, as they have from the past few years. That sort of the way they've done it, they're yeah. they always they always I think in a way flatter to deceive at times with the odd good result or you know play well in a close defeat, and then not that um, they should necessarily always be beating us, but games like that that if they really wanted to to do something in the league they would expect to win. Um, mm-hmm. Teams are going there and getting points, so I think. They're a, a difficult one to call in the in their games, Nottingham, because you just really don't know what you're going to get performance-wise. And for that reason, <laughs> for that reason, Nottingham are going to win. <laughs> I, I'm going to pick them to win that game. I think. Okay. Um, I think... Cardiff did that game on the Friday night. Obviously, Nottingham coming in fresh. I think they'll spring a surprise. Yeah, I'm just fancy Cardiff. They've got a few wins um, in a row, I think, now after a bit of a dip, so I'm going to go home win. Um, then the, the two, I guess, the two Belfast Coventry games over the weekend. Um, can you see, maybe up until recently, I'd have said I can't see anything other than two home wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've they've had a couple of defeats now ourselves and, and then Cardiff as well so Coventry can maybe go in and, and spring a surprise but I think uh, Belfast will, will just just have enough for four points there with phrase, phrase of the podcast spring a surprise <laughs> it's got a, I know, lin- I, a linden spring a surprise <laughs> I know I've said it at least three times so far so it's Clearly rubbing off. It's a good phrase. I'll stick with it. Um, for, for those games, I, I can't really see anything other than Belfast, to be honest. Um, Coventry, maybe maybe take one of those games to overtime. Um, three, the three and three thing as well. It's just... Yeah, it's, it's very hard to... Yeah, I think it's very hard to perform on the third night. I think without uh-huh. really, really, really good game management in the first couple of games, I think it's tough. I'd like, I'd really like to see the record of win percentage on on the third of a three and three. Maybe that's one. That for, would be interesting. Yeah, maybe that's one for one for our team of stats. <laughs> stats team, yeah. But as uh, you say, I think I think that's a big, it's a big impact. Yeah. You, you could obviously you could argue that there's no extra travel involved, so that that does mm. help. But just the exertion of the two games, um, I think it's hard to to give them anything there. But we'll see. Um, and then finally, Nottingham, Dundee, and Fife, Sheffield. Um, am I having uh, am I having nothing four point weekend? I suppose I am. Let's go for it. I I can I can see Dundee. I'm not gonna say spring a surprise because <laughs> I'm not sure. It, not just because I don't want to say it, but would it be that much of a surprise at the moment? Hmm. Probably not. I think I think they can be really good on their day, Dundee. So I'm going to give them a win there. Um, Oft. And Fife, obviously that three and three thing. Yeah, slaughter. Three and three chestnut. Um, Sheffield recently have have racked up some big score lines up in Kirkcaldy. I don't see that being any any different. We can't I can't turn around now and say Fife are going to win that. So. No, um, I can't see anything anything other than a Sheffield. I think we'll go for Blow Sheffield. Out. Yeah. So, I mean, here's hoping that 
next time we record, we're talking about um, a team who are continuing to rack up the wins. I think we'd said off air that we'll be close to the the halfway point in the season, won't we? So we'll possibly try and do a review of predictions and what's what's happened up to that point. Um, that'd be quite fun. But yeah, uh, if we do do that, we'll maybe just. Uh, brush over any of the bad com- predictions that I made which <laughs> is essentially every single one of them uh, but yeah that that may be the plan for the next episode ah yeah sounds, sounds sounds good so I think without any further ado we'll wrap wrap this one up um, here's to more wins and thanks to everyone for your continued listening and involvement we will Catch you all next time. Speak to you then.